Come on. You know, points or no points, you're dead meat. I said out! Dead meat. <laughs> Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one locker room talk filled minute at a time. I'm Robin, and Matt is still on assignment, but still here with us are our guests, Jarf and Dave. Welcome back, guys. All right, we're here in the locker ready to rumble. <laughs> Uh, I don't think we're letting Matt off so easy for being on assignment. <laughs> oh, no. Second episode in a row. You're dead meat, Matt. <laughs> this is uh, Minute 107 of The Karate Kid. It begins with uh, Miyagi's thievery and ends with Danielle holding back the tears. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll get to it, but we pick off where we left off on Monday as Miyagi is correcting the official Uh, He's also stopped Allie with his right arm, and now we see him quickly reach into the official's bag and steal a black belt and slip it to Allie, who then immediately shoves it under her sweater and darts off. (laughs) I love that. I just love it. I know we were talking about money, but I just love that little grip. Like her and and, and, and Mr. Miyagi immediately just are just on the same wavelength. They know we got to get Danny, got to get him a black belt, got to make it look good on the the floor. It is really shocking that she just intuited that he was trying to pull some kind of maneuver because he grabs her arm and I, yeah. the natural reaction, these two just met would be yeah. pull away. Right. Like, like why are you grabbing me old man? Like what's it, going on? It, it really is a shame. I wish there was more of a, 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 a formal scene of like all of them in like the yellow car or the work truck, wherever it may yeah. be. Uh, uh, that morning driving in and like, she's like, Oh, you trained Danny. And he's like, yes, I have. And you know, her, you know, him and him and Allie having like a, like, like almost like Danny's like in the back seat or something. And like Allie and Miyagi <laughs> have a talk about Danny. Danny's kind of like, all right, roast me, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I would, that would have been a great scene to see that, to see already that like that Allie and Miyagi both have a, a great affection for Danny. Yeah, I would, I would like that. Just just like we talked about the lack of of the scene with Lucille, and right. it's just it's something strange about this movie that they develop this nice relationship between Daniel and Mr. Miyagi, but it has it, it's. I mean, if this was happening in real life, it, it would be like red flags all over the place because <laughs> someone that's like you know okay i'm gonna teach teach you karate but you gotta cut off like all your other relationships like they don't matter (laughs) family doesn't matter i i mean it's like he's being brought into a cult so it, it, it would be i mean it would be nice if they just connected all of these relationships and i and i think that they could have gotten some great scenes out of it because you you know you see the different interplay but alas, yeah. yeah, you see, you obviously, you know, you, having Lucille obviously love her son and like seeing that he is, he's not just being a slacker. He is, he is being, you know, he's working towards something. He's a standing up for himself, seeing, you know, Allie see Danny as like a audit, the only honest guy in the Valley who's not trying to use her as an object. Um, Mr. Miyagi seeing as this kid who is, uh, 
you know, respectful of like of where Mr. Miyagi came from and is like excited to learn. So all these all these people in Danny's life, yeah, you almost you kind of like you want to extend the movie an extra 10 minutes to make sure you get all those scenes to like see how like Danny as a good person is, you know, and how he affects all these other people in his life. I mean, the movie is already 127 minutes, so there could be... Dude, I just watched Blown Away today, and I'm already getting roasted (laughs) by John on Facebook about it, and it's like two hours and like ten minutes, and just about Tommy Lee Jones blowing up stuff and Jeff Bridges with an Irish (laughs) accent. That's the whole movie, and it's like over two hours. So we can afford Karate Kid, which is an objectively better movie with more <laughs> with, with ten minute more minutes of actual. I'm just saying that. See, I, I disagree about making it longer because I personally feel that ninety minutes is the uh, the correct length for a movie, and <laughs> everything after ninety minutes, um, I mean. Well, wait, wait, we're talking about the movie theaters. Like my wife is like looking at her watch and she's like, you know, I think I get the point of this, but we have actually left the beginning of basically the third, (laughs) like after minute 90 when, I mean, it was some dumb romantic comedy. So we're like, I think we get it. (laughs) So, and, and we just pieced out. Uh, what about like the comic book movies when they start getting into three hours? Like, what do you tell the misses? Be like, I swear, I swear, they're gonna get the stone. They're gonna be the guardians. You just gotta, you know, they're gonna stop Thanos. You just gotta be patient with me, man. <laughs> Honey, I love you. I know. But... <laughs> see, the pro tip for that is going to see that movie with people other than okay. my spouse. <laughs> I'm going out with the boys. We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch Endgame. I'll be back in. Three hours. It's so funny, too, because, yeah, if I'm going to sit down and watch a new movie and you say, oh, it's not just 90 minutes, I'll be like, done. I'll watch it right now. But when it's like, you know, close to two hours or over two hours, and if it's something I've I've never seen before, I've never really – but if it's a sequel to like a Marvel movie, they say, it, yeah, Endgame is going to be over three hours long. I'm like, please make it an entire day. I will just sit in the theater for an entire day <laughs> and watch the Avengers fight bad guys. And <laughs> it's just funny how that works. Uh, all right. Back to the movie. Um, so, yeah, Miyagi uh, corrects the spelling and then uh, and then the, the official thanks him. And I love that Miyagi just bows and just walks away briskly. Like <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he did. It's like, yeah. Um, I I did want to talk about this official here. Uh, he is billed in the credits as referee number three, and he's played by Sam Scarber. Uh, Sam was a running back in the NFL during the 70s. He played for the Cowboys, the Rams, the Chargers, the Raiders. He's guested on plenty of shows, uh, Fantasy Island, uh, First and Ten, Santa Barbara, Quantum Leap, even an episode of The Shield Sam's been on. He also guest starred on Pat Morita's cop show, Uh, O'Hara. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I think that came out between uh, two and three. I can't remember. Uh, looking down his credits, he also played a coach in the CBS school break special called kids killing kids, Whoa. <laughs> which I, I guess is all... laugh at that title. <laughs> just like, I such, know, a, like, I know. such like a out there title, you know, it's, it, it, it's, 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 you know, uh, teaching kids about 
not messing with guns, you know, that, that kind of thing. Kids bringing guns into schools, trying to teach a lesson, but this is how kids killing kids. Yeah. It's so uh, overblown. He's also uh, been in movies like Mr. Mom, uh, shocker. He played an arm wrestler named Bosco in uh, the classic over the top. Um, he was also in a couple episodes of cheers as Cliff's post office, uh, co-worker Lewis, uh, so looking at his credits, one of the episodes that stuck out to me was called Cliff's Rocky Moment <laughs> that that Sam Scarver was in. So, of course, I had to watch it because we live in the future and I can easily bring up a random 80s TV show on my TV without waiting for like a rerun or anything like that. So uh, this came out in January 1984 and uh, is basically Cliff's getting bullied by some loudmouth in in the bar who's just sick of him constantly spouting useless information uh and so the, the guy challenges cliff to a fight uh cliff escapes but comes back the next day with lewis sam scarver uh who kind of stands up for cliff until he realizes oh wait yeah he he annoys me too so the guy he immediately turns on cliff <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh it's just funny uh uh you know cliff is uh saying, oh, I'm too peaceful to fight. And then he starts BSing uh, the bully that he's actually a black belt in karate and his hands are lethal weapons. Uh, so so this guy, uh, the loudmouth, uh, uh, the bully, he calls him a chicken and, he, and uh, t- tells him to step outside. But then, um, b- but Cliff ends up like walking out and like leaving for good. So Sam kicks the loudmouth out. And Cliff comes back later and he says he wants to prove to the bar that he actually is a black belt. He wasn't lying about that. So he has a board with him and a, and a couple of bricks. He kicks the board in half and then headbutts a brick. So it breaks. And then like everybody's like cheering for him and, and Diane comes up to him and he whispers to Diane that he actually lied and he needs to go to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) And and I love it because the show the show ends with uh, Cliff and Sam, Cliff and Diane walking out of the bar, and then you see the window on the stairway. And Diane Shelley Long with with um, an obvious dummy over her shoulder walking up the stairs, <laughs> like a <laughs> dummy in a mailman outfit. Uh, but the funny thing is, in real life, John Ratzenberger, uh, who plays Cliff, is actually a red belt. <laughs> so I just thought that was funny. Uh, Cliff's Rocky moments. Avelson connected, and of course, with our official here and there. Um, so yeah, enough of the official. We now move to the locker room where Daniel is um, trying to figure out his jacket. Uh, it, it, that jacket looks hard to put on. I don't. It's like which which part do I insert, and what, where's the string go? And um, surprise, surprise, the Cobra guys walk in. This time led by side muscle Dutch. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember Dutch making much of a, uh, you know, I don't know. Like maybe I, well, I wasn't paying too much attention because I was paying too much attention to like Tommy and stuff. But I don't remember Dutch, but you know, here he is yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he was definitely he was there on the beach. Uh, he was uh, he and Tommy both held Allie while Johnny fought uh, Daniel. And then um, during the Halloween night, he was holding Daniel um, while Johnny uh, beat on him. And uh, uh, he he was pretty scary then. (laughs) 
But now this is like his Who big scene. This is what his scene. Was it that told Johnny like that was hesitant about beating up Danny? Which one? Bobby. I got confused. That's Bobby. That was Bobby. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to mention, we already covered Chad McQueen earlier in the movie, Chad McQueen, who plays Dutch. Uh, but, uh, you know, how he kind of ended up giving up acting and invested his time into his true love, which is race car driving. And after being like seriously injured in like a Daytona practice race, he now just kind of manages a race team, um, McQueen racing. And, uh, according to, you know, reports like, well, he is the one Cobra Kai that didn't come back for the reunion episode on, on Cobra Kai, Mm -hmm. uh, take a right. And apparently he said something about scheduling, but who knows? Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully he does change his mind and we get a good Dutch episode on (laughs) Cobra Kai. Um, his history, uh, apparently he, uh, did study martial arts under Chuck Norris. His dad Ooh. being Steve McQueen, so he had those connections, you know? Oh, his dad is Steve McQueen. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I looked up some of his IMDb credits, and one that stuck out to me and is immediately added to my queue, it's called Martial Law. It came out in 1990, and he stars in it with Cynthia Rothrock, in which he plays, quote, a tough-as-nails martial arts master and L.A. street cop. <laughs> and guess what his nickname is? <laughs> Oh God! Um, trying to think. I, I've already said it. <laughs> martial Just, law. It's martial law. <laughs> oh, his name is Martial. Oh God. The movie's called Martial Law, and the character's nickname is Martial Law <laughs> because he knows martial arts and he's a LA street cop, I guess. Wasn't there a TV show called Martial Law, which was like it was like a, a cop and like another guy and somebody knew kung fu? Wasn't I think that was like Samo Hung? Okay, uh, yeah. I, I remember that name being like another show on like just yeah. like cable television. Gotta go with the puns. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Anyway, I have to see this movie. It is on Prime. I, I will be definitely watching this <laughs> and reporting back to the podcast. Uh, but for this movie, Chad's natural brown hair was bleached blonde, and according to some stories, his fellow Cobras teased him relentlessly about it. Uh, Chad is the third person in the cast that has a famous relation. Uh, one of Fairweather Freddy's friends was Frankie Valley's son. And another one of the, the Fairweather friends was a cousin of John Travolta. And I just wonder if they wanted Chad to have his dad's, uh, hair in this movie, just to make him look more like his dad, Steve mm. McQueen. So, um, anyway, Dutch walks in followed by Jimmy, Tommy, Bobby, and finally, Johnny uh, and uh, Dutch starts teasing Daniel, saying, well, 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 look, we have here, fellas, our little friend, Danielle. Hello, Danielle. What's the matter, mommy? Not here to dress you. <laughs> and then we have Tommy doing his usual hyena cackling in the background. <laughs> Funny thing about this is that Johnny is like taking a back seat in this scene, too. He's usually the guy that's leading this pack, but I had that exact same note. I, yeah. I thought that that was not only is he the last one into the locker room. He also has this expression on his face. Like he doesn't want to be there. He maybe thinks that they're going too far. And I, I just, I was very confused when and why he made this change. All right. 
my thought, because, I mean, now, then again, I have three seasons of Cobra Kai about Johnny Lawrence, but, like, <laughs> when, when you know, we still have, like, the, you know, the, 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 the truce of they can't beat up Danny until the, the tournament. Right. So it's, it's Johnny sort of still kind of maybe a body by it. Also, I think it's him being like, all right, Danny's here. Like, he's not chickening out. He's here to fight. So I, if I was, I, I see Johnny being like, all right, if it gets down to me and, and, and Danny fighting, I'll fight him. Like, I don't, you know, I want to fight a fair and square now. I think, I think, I think mm. Johnny is, though I know, Co- we can, I mean, if you want to get into it, I'll let you, Robin, start it. If you want to get into any Cobra Kai stuff, it's fine. But like, at the end of this movie, I mean, Johnny says, like, that was a good fight. Like, he says it, like, he doesn't. You're all right, Louis, so. Yeah, yeah, he does it like shit on it. So right. when they, 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 you know, they're, they're kind of in later in, the, in the, the TV show, they're being like, oh, Danny did this and Danny did that and you cheated. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Like Johnny kind of was like, he showed up that day and he and I went at, went at it in the, in the ring and he won. And that's how I right. feel like this movie set where Johnny was like, you know what? Danny did it. Like Danny came to play. You know, we, me and my boys, we, we kept ragging on him, but he showed up and he did he did his duty. So that's how I see Johnny right now in the back of this scene being like, look, I'm going to follow Dutch on this moment. Like, I'm fine. All right, I'll, I'll walk around with Dutch, but I'm not going to engage Danny. I'm like, I'm, we're here. I'm in my tournament zone. I'm the champion. I don't want to risk, like, losing it, like, because I had a fight in the uh, in the locker room. Because if he's the champion, yeah, that's already, true. Yeah. he's like, I'm not going to lose it because, like, the ref runs in and I'm beating up a guy in the locker room. He's they're gonna throw me out. <laughs> so he's like, "All right, Dutch, if you're gonna run the show, I'll just I'll hang out in the back. I'll I'll you know morally support you, but I'm not gonna get involved." Yeah, that's how okay. I see John. I, I I have a theory that I I want to float. Okay. Before Robin, you potentially get into any of the Cobra Kai aspect of this, mm-hmm. and. The reason I'm interjecting now is because I have not seen Cobra Kai yet. I'm actually okay. waiting until after this podcast is done because I, I, I've been kind of watching along with the movie. And I just thought it would be more fun to like finish Karate Kid and then watch Cobra Kai after. You're oh, right. Wow. Right. So I don't know if this is kind of like counterindicated by some things that are in Cobra Kai. But I, and this doesn't this doesn't like diminish what you were saying, Dave. I think it's just maybe another facet of it. So for me, I think where Johnny changed is when he had the the confrontation with Allie. When when he like kisses her and it's real gross and she's like, don't ever do that again and slugs him. Right. Because after that point, he's not as invested in bullying Danny. And yeah. so I think when all these Cobra Kai guys are, are swarming in and telling him he's dead meat and like all this trash talk, in his mind, his heart isn't in it because it's like he's realized, you know what, this is all about my jealousy over Ali, and and so he doesn't have like that fire lit under him, but he is still a competitor. So he's like, okay, you know, like we're going to, we're going to face each other in the tournament. That's fine. But all, all of this extra stuff uh, w- with like the trash talk and, and getting into a fight in the locker room, he's not into it uh, on that level. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing is, 
uh, about this podcast, we do reference Cobra Kai quite a bit, and I apologize <laughs> how open we are talking about it if you haven't seen it yet. Um, it's oh, it's totally fine because I don't really care about things being spoiled show. for me. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm not trying to spoil it for drama. I'm trying to respect it, but at the same time, it's a fun show. Like it was great because you started 2021 and you get to start season three of Cobra Kai. It was such a great fun thing. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, so, so the a couple things here, uh, in the comic books, uh, <laughs> God, which, even which, know. Isn't, which isn't even, which isn't even like <laughs> probably official canon anyway. Uh, after, after the, the slug that Allie gives him, he like goes home and he gets like yelled at as by his parents for like embarrassing him. And then he gets really kind of crapped on by crease a bit too, for allowing a girl to hit him. Whatever. Uh, the other thing uh, that Dave was talking about was the whole you're all right, LaRusso, at the end. Uh, in my interview with uh, Cobra Kai writer-producer Bob Dearden, he was talking about – he talked about how Cobra Kai doesn't include that in any of those flashbacks. Usually yeah. it's the kick, and that's the last we see of – like the most latest event we see besides the parking lot, of course. We never see Johnny saying you're all right, Louis. And the writers of Cobra Kai really don't want to reference that because, you know, that is that's Johnny redeemed, you know, and and we want to have him still have that bitter anger as we go into Cobra Kai. Anyway, um, so uh, the thing is, uh, for me, why Johnny's kicking back, I I think I'll, I think it does make sense that he doesn't want to get disqualified for sure. I also read into it a little bit. uh that he's he might be i don't know scared the word uh he might be just like oh my god he did show up like like i you know what if he actually is good you know uh so you know so he might be like thinking oh you know if i if i've been talking about how i'll beat him in the ring or whatever um what if he actually beats me who knows you know so i don't know i think it's a bit of a combination of um Maybe him not being as as into it as he was before. Maybe him not wanting to be disqualified, definitely. And maybe, you know, maybe a little bit of fear. I don't know. <laughs> I, You know what? I just thought about it. I think they should include that moment in the fourth season of Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> because he's going, you know what? We've gone at this long enough. You are all right, LaRusso. I think they should do it. Yeah, they really should open up season four with Johnny. Like you got it. Johnny's got to be like, you know what? You are all right, LaRusso. All right? We got to evolve our characters. We can't just be these these 50-year-old guys. For sure. You know, dicking around, being upset. Got to move past it. But I mean, but like but like I said, we're in the minute here. Dutch, I don't know why. It's like he's... Why is he like? It's like he doesn't have a personal stake against Danny. He's not <laughs> dating Allie. Is it loyalty to it? To loyalty to Kreese? Is it loyalty to Johnny? It's like he. It's 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 kind of this. It's, it's yeah. It's like a crazy bully gang mentality where it's like, oh, one of us got beef with a guy. All right, I guess that's my second job now. We all have to just beef on Danny. I like. Dutch, I mean, I'll get into it here. Like Dutch, and I, I even said it like at the beginning of the movie when we first see Dutch. Dutch scares me more than Johnny. Like he scares me more than anybody else in this movie. Uh, and just for like, like several reasons. Like number one, 
like Daniel didn't do anything to Dutch, but yet Dutch is like, like taking this super personally. Yeah. And, 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 you know, he's like, you're going to mess with my crew. Like I'm going to be in your face. And, and uh, you know, your, your classic, mm, you know, I don't, I don't know. That's with you. That makes him sound a lot more noble. Oh, really? Oh, when you don't say it that it. way, don't, like don't trigger oh. Robin because he's going to ask you, "When was Danny the antagonist the whole time?" Oh, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Christ. No, uh, I, I, I don't think that he's noble. I think just the the way that you phrased it, mm-hmm. if someone was inclined to interpret, if someone was more on the Cobra Kai side of things, they, there's a way of hearing that of. Yeah, where you can say, right? Yeah, you gotta stick with your crew, and if someone messes right. with one of your crew, then it it's trouble for them. And but I I think in reality he's a sociopath, and <laughs> yeah. th- this is just the person that they've circled around and decided to bully, and he's just way too into it. Yeah, the, my my other my other reasons are like the eye contact that he has. He just does not break eye contact. He's like, yeah. you, you better look at me. You better look at me. And and as I back out of here, you know, as I'm being pulled away, I'm not going to break eye contact with you. Like I am that much in your face. Yeah. The, uh, how about the fact that Daniel just like, he's been in a safe bubble for a couple months now. And, and Dutch just comes in and just punctures it immediately and just shoves him. Like yeah. he, he does not even care about like getting in trouble about it. Uh, getting in trouble with Crease, getting in trouble with the referee. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess he gets he he backs off when the referee tells him to back off. But uh, my next one was uh, just simply, dude looks crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and my final one is uh, the just the laugh that he does as he's backing out of the place, just leaving him with that that you know. <laughs> 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 it's just so it's- evil. It's quite a performance. Yeah. I, I think that it I think that it makes sense for building the stakes going into the tournament. Like, okay, now that it makes the tournament a little bit scarier. Yeah. It's uh, but <laughs> all of his all of his insults and intimidation, they're all just weak tea. So really? Uh, I mean, what he's doing physically, like the eye contact, like you mentioned, and, and like pushing him and the, like all of his body language is legit scary. Yeah. But the content of what he's saying, calling him Danielle, like, oh, I took your name. I made it a girl's name. <laughs> and then and, yeah. and then you're dead meat. And then he's so proud of that line. He, he, he doubles down. He's like, you're dead me. Like, yes, I said it. Oh and I God. said it again. Really? really? So, okay. Okay. <laughs> like, just the whole thing where he goes, you're dead me. And he's looking right in Daniel's eyes. And that's when he's being kind of pushed out of there. And he does not break eye contact. And he's just like, it, it, that, yeah, that double down. That's scary to me. Dead me. Like, <laughs> I'd be just like, well, I, uh, I guess I'm going to go to a different country now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not saying it's not scary. I'm just saying that, like, as a trash talker, he's got nothing. <laughs> oh, wow. What do you think about Tommy's game as a trash talker? Uh, take a worm for a walk week. 
Uh, <laughs> I think he's gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess I guess there is something to be said with sticking with the classics <laughs> instead of tra- trying to riff like Tommy does and coming up with really really silly things. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I didn't notice until I rewatched this in HD that not only do the Cobras have the fist logo on the patch on the front of their geese. And it, it and it looks like they kind of ripped it off from the tournament logo, which you see later. It's just the, the same kind of fist. Uh, but it I, it's so cute. Their names are embroidered on their patches. And seeing them, it really makes these guys look like the Masketeers. Introducing <laughs> the Kreeskateers, Jimmy, Bobby, Tommy, Johnny, and Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> just cracks me up to see the names actually written out. Uh but uh, so, yeah, Daniel, uh, yeah, he turns his back on Dutch, continues working on the jacket and then uh, not following Miyagi's advice, which is always look eye. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. Don't take your eyes off this guy. But then he gets shoved. Um, but uh, oh, the referee that comes in, we're going to see him more later. Uh, but I will say. I'm not sure if you guys know, but this is Pat Johnson. This is the martial arts choreographer for the film. Um, If you watch uh, the rehearsals of this movie on YouTube, uh, he actually stands in for Martin Cove as Crease. So every single Crease scene in the dojo is Pat Johnson, the guy with the mustache, just bellowing at everybody. Uh, But yeah, he trained uh, trained them in uh, three groups. He trained... Uh, Pat Morita and Ra- uh, Ralph Macchio together, and then he trained uh, the Cobra Kai's together, and then he trained Crease by himself just to kind of uh, teach him different things and I don't know, just have a uh, you know the the separation kind of makes you fear the other group a little bit more um, mm. or not sh- at least not sure of them. Um, do they, I, I guess I got a question. Do they bring him back for the, you know, as a consultant for Cobra Kai or anything? Like, who do they have in their back pocket to to teach for Cobra Kai? I don't think so. I, I, they have a whole uh, stunt team, um, which, uh, yeah, well, as of this recording, was nominated for a, a Screen Actors Guild Award. For Hell yeah. God bless. Stunts. I don't think Pat Johnson's involved in it anymore, though. Um, I mean, maybe he's just retired, you know, he just, yeah. he, did, he did his time, but, uh, let's see now that's pretty much all I had. We kind of covered the dead meat and, uh, way to go. I think he's going to cry. And I just love at the end of this, like after this, like total bubble puncturing, this bubble popping, uh, Daniel now just has to kind of sit down and take a seat and just like, pull his, pull himself back together again. Because I'm sure he was just like, all right, put my gi on. All right, I'll probably have to fight somebody first. And uh, I was just I'm really nervous. Da, 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 da. And all of a sudden, it's just like, in your face, Dutch, you know? But uh, it's a foreshadowing of, like, the dirty plays that are going to hit him come the tournament. They're yeah. so worried about Danny being, like, like trained that, you know, you're going to see Kreese start saying, you know what? What if we played like pieces of crap and started throwing in <laughs> dirty shots? Yeah, like you're gonna yeah. see that coming for, and you're like, you might have had a chance going forward, but like you're really like killing your own dojo's reputation, just throwing guys at it and be like, yeah, do a dirty shot, get disqualified. Yeah. Well, this is also classic. 
you know, intimidation uh, yeah. before a fight. You know, you're constant. You know, you're about to fight uh, in a ring, or I mean, not, not me, but you know. <laughs> did, did Kreese send them in? That's my question. Did Kreese send them into the locker, or do you think they just went in of their own accord? <laughs> I don't know. I. I'm, to me, I'm thinking that they went on, went in on their own accord, or maybe Crease whispered to Dutch uh, personally. Uh, I'm not sure if that seems like a thing. I mean, I guess it would seem like a thing, but I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> it's so hard because, like, that could be another reason why Johnny's in the back line because Crease is so he's so eager to screw over Danny that he's okay to throwing his other students who are not Johnny yeah. under the bus. So he could have, you're right, he could have told Dutch, Danny is now sending up in the locker room. I want you to totally flinch him. And then he could then he tell the other guys, like, you know, later, he's like, I want you to throw the kick. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Uh, and then we get into the, you know, you'll get into the sweep the leg situation. But it's like he's, it's like a chess game to him where he's like, I'm okay with sacrificing these members of my dojo. I need to mm-hmm. make this kid suffer. I need to make this old Japanese guy, you know, Ever, ever question the day he ran into me? Hmm. I'm going to say as a counterpoint, Kreese shows that what he cares about above all else is winning. Yes. And, and while he he's willing to cheat and play dirty and, and he is cruel, he is also disciplined. So I don't think that he would send the Cobra Kai's just like, hey, go into the locker room and intimidate them, just knowing that that's some, you know, it could escalate and get one of them disqualified because then that ultimately hurts the Cobra Kai's mm-hmm. chances. So, I, I mean, that's, um, I, I am not saying that he's above some doing some kind of like psyops against oh, daniel dude watch the cobra kai <laughs> you will see some psyops man yeah that's true dude, oh, he sweet. can play a long game like nobody's business all right well how about we uh we'll leave it up to the listeners to uh, uh write back in the comments or tweet us uh and let us know if you think crease actually sent them in there to uh commit some psyops damage on daniel uh <laughs> But we should get to our Wednesday question. Uh, Dave was teasing about it earlier. Uh, but, Jeff, we have to ask you, do you consider Daniel LaRusso to be the antagonist of the Karate Kid? No, I think that's silly. <laughs> Not at all. I, I mean, I don't I don't think that he is a, a perfect character. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that he makes some foolish decisions. Um, but I, I don't think that I, I don't buy into a bizarro world read of the movie uh, where suddenly like he's the bad guy and the, the, the like, Cobra Kai's are the good guys. No. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I've already asked Dave, so we know. <laughs> like I but... said, like, Honestly, when I'm watching it tonight, I was honest to word, I swear to God, Robin, I was giving like, I was like, all right, let's, let's, let's take give Robin a fair shake. I'm going to watch the movie again. And I'm going to think about what he said to me. And it's like, I was like, eh, it could be either way. Cause you know, Johnny kind of disappears for a while. One, you know, and then a lot of the parts of the movie, he's honest to God, 
like outside of the, the the beach scene and then the tournament, like he's not really in the movie. He's only in a few like school scenes and stuff. Like, they, they, it's, it's, it's like yeah. him with the bike antagonizing, him and the beach antagonizing. And then he obviously goes away for like the whole second act. Um, it's Halloween but, as well. But it's really, it's really that like him immaturely trying to get Allie at the, at the, at the formal country club dance, which is really like, yeah, like Johnny really has got to evolve as a person. He's so like hung up on Allie that he's like, oh, come on, got to finish this dance with me. Come on, you got to, got to <laughs> give me the time of day here. You know, and it's, and like I said, like maybe in this movie specific film without the sequels in the show, I think Johnny is maybe starting to realize that. But obviously the show is like, well, we need conflict and we need these guys to get hung up on nostalgia. So we're going to kind of play with we're going to play a little fast and loose with our with our memories of 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. even then, it's like, you know, Allie is interested in Danny and we know Allie is interested in Danny as like a good person, not as a. I, I I was thought I was worried about that. Like, is Allie, you know, screwing with, around with Danny just to piss off Johnny? It's like, no. I think she really was seeing Danny as a good person, and like she was like, oh, he's not a, you know, blonde beach uh, butthead bimbo, you know, or himbo. <laughs> the, the three Bs. Yeah. Yeah. I had Holy. to use bimbo. Then I was like, well, himbo because it's it's a, it's a ham. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I, I saw, yeah, it's like, I think Allie's, yeah, is good natured and, and she saw Danny as a good natured guy. And he, well, honestly, he wasn't really macking on her other than like making a few eyes out of the beach. She's coming up to him at the, at the cafeteria, you know, she's, she's yeah. kind of like m- making time with him on the soccer field. So it's like, I, you know, Danny's making time. time. <laughs> is Allie the antagonist? <laughs> I think, I think Allie was, she is a girl. You know, from my my white dude perspective, I think Allie is a girl who came from the, the hills. She was expected to see, you know, a nice guy from the hills. And she realizes, hey, maybe I should just see a nice guy for the nice guy that nice guys are. You know, she's yeah. maybe, if anything, maybe she's a little evolved. And, you know, I don't know if Robin's talked about it enough, but her brunette friend, who's kind of a dirtbag to Danny for like the first <laughs> third of this film, finally yeah. at the arcades, like, no, Danny, you weren't paying attention Allie slugged Johnny and you need to like give her the respect that she actually was like, you know, showing for herself. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, brunette friends, not being a piece of shit to Danny. That's <laughs> nice. That's finally like, you know, cause it was like, why is she against Danny all of a sudden? Like, you know, for most of the movie, but, uh, jealousy. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, look, uh, miss brunette friend. Um, you know, Susan, I got another it's like, Susan, it's Susan, Susan, Susan yeah. come on, Susan, don't, <laughs> Don't be rude. You know, like Danny is a good kid. Don't don't just just knock it. And then and also tall blonde friend. Don't knock him down because right. it's like what's what's her name? It's Barbara. Barbara. Barbara and Susan. Don't be like that to Danny. Barbara right? and Susan are the antagonists of the crowd. I think kid. they are. They are okay. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I object to where we landed on this. <laughs> well, like I said, Allie's a good, she's a good person. Just, I just think Barbara and Susan, they're holding Allie back. I just, that's what I think. That's what I think, Jarf. I think they're holding her back for being a really altruistic good person. Uh, Dave, I love how you bring the Cousin Louie energy to this podcast. It's amazing. <laughs> well, because I got a cover for Matt. Because Matt's on location right now. Yeah, he's uh, he's on assignment. He's on assignment. Assign- I don't know what the assignment is. The assignment is a highly classified assignment. And he's on it. 
All right, guys, let's save it for the ring, or at least till Friday. <laughs> I said out. Uh, so thank you for joining us, or joining me, rather. Uh, do you want to come back on Friday for another Karate Kid Minute? Heck yeah. No. <laughs> uh, on Wednesdays, we plug ourselves. So please send feedback to KarateKidMinute at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or join the Miyagi-Do Karate Dojo Facebook group. Just search for Karate Kid Minute on Twitter and Facebook. You'll find us. And please rate, review, and subscribe wherever fine podcasts are served. And until next time. Points or no points? You're dead meat. Yeah. <laughs> See, that scared me. <laughs> 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 <laughs>